<clears throat> bees. 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 Good morning, it's Logan. And this is Bennett. And Dylan. And uh, if you couldn't already tell, today we're going to be talking about bees. Specifically, honeybees. And uh, for some inspiration uh, while we were recording this podcast, we decided to uh, watch the bee movie. And we got the opportunity to interview our very own Mr. Poskachil on the topic. These honeybees they brought in, especially the European honeybees, are excellent competitors. I read an article in the National Geographic that said honeybees are great for humanity in terms of like agriculture, pollinating crops. I mean, they are part of a billion dollar industry, billion with a B. Uh, but they're so good at pollinating other flowers that maybe they're beating some of the native species to the punch and the native species just can't hang with them just because they're that good and uh, so they just uh, so we're seeing a decline in our native species and we're seeing an increase in you know our honeybees that humans are using so great for humanity maybe not so great for diversity and uh, other species as well so. yeah so what he basically just said was that European honeybees are very, very good at pollinating, but they're not very good for the diversity of the species as they're beating out the other bees to the punch. Though we may not know how many plants can be pollinated by a bee, we do know that there was a quantitative study carried out by UCSD indicated that one in eight interactions of a plant and a pollinator was by a bee. And uh, here's a little interesting fact we found. Uh, and that is that bees, uh, they leave the hive about 15 times a day, and they visit around 100 flowers each time they leave their hive. Um, and so that's 1,500 flowers a day that they're visiting. Um, also, bees can collect up to 4 to 5 pounds of nectar each day or pollinate up to 5,000 flowers in a single day. Um, and one pound of honey equals visiting 2 million flowers and flying 55,000 miles. Um, also, the average worker bee produces about a twelfth of a teaspoon of honey in her lifetime. And uh, take into account that the bee is one, uh, but one of tens of thousands of pollinating species in the world, uh, including wasps, flies, beetles, butterflies, moths, and other bee species. Kind of universal, just whatever's flowering. And you know, a lot of times you'll see this if you wear like a bright yellow shirt out in the summer, uh, they'll think you're a big flower and they'll come, they'll come buzzing around you because they, you know, those colors attract them. And so it's, it's really interesting. Um, and yeah, you can even take them to different places. Like if you're a beekeeper, you could take them cross country to California to, and they'll find those flowers to uh, pollinate for almond and almond trees and everything. So they, uh, they're not, they're a very good generalist. Uh, they can uh, go from many, many different flower types and uh, 
actually help pollinate many different types of crops. Hmm. We decided to ask Poskachil to see if any of the bees preferred a plant species over the other, and the results were shocking. shocking. We decided to ask Mr. Poskachil about ways that our habitats were being affected, and uh, per today he only gave us the bad ones, but I'm sure that there are good ones that we can certainly look into. We decided to look into a local bee business and found a company called It's All About Bees, which is located on 84th and Q in Ralston. Oh yeah, their habitats have been affected quite a bit. Um, in recent news, they talked about colony collapse disorder, which is like a little mite, which is an eight-legged arachnid that is a parasite and it gets in the bees, they take it back to the colony, it kills them, it multiplies and you know, they, they can wipe out entire colonies. All right, so we did some research and colony collapse disorder is known as many things and the only thing that it leaves behind is a, is a queen. It's known as disappearing disease, the spring dwindle, May disease, autumn collapse, or the fall dwindle disease. Now you may have heard of murder hornets uh, coming over to America and they're trying to, they're trying to find them and wipe them out because uh, they, a uh, group of hornets could wipe out an entire colony of bees uh, as if it was nothing. So they're really trying to uh, prevent these, but you know, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be uh, successful or not. So. Wait, did he just say murder hornets? Uh, so murder hornets, aka Asian giant hornets, they're a very scary sight. Um, they're actually two inches long and they're pretty girthy. Uh, and their sting has actually been compared to the feeling of having a drill go into your skin. Um, they are very efficient, and they can kill up to 40 bees per minute. Uh, but they do have a weakness, uh, and that is heat. Um, in their native Japan, those bees over there have adapted to the high temperatures specifically for the killing. Um, and they also huddle over downed hornets and literally roast it alive. American and European bees have not adapted to the high temperatures yet, and the hornets have been having a, a buffet with them, per se. But there is hope, and the first giant hornet nest was found and disposed of accordingly. Getting stung by a bee, or... Oh, uh, Herb. Herb, so far, he has never got stung by a bee. Um, but we did have those uh, cicada killers in our yard. We had a bunch of them, and... He tried to eat one, but uh, it as soon as it got, he put his nose up to it, it just buzzed, and the, I think the vibration scared him, and he kind of backed off a bit. Yeah. But I was like, Herb, no! And, you know, he never <laughs> listens. <laughs> yeah. Herb's a crazy dog. But, uh, but yeah, fortunately, he hasn't been able to, uh, to really get stuck by any. Uh, there were some trying to get into the house. When I um, removed the deck, the ledger board, they tried to, like, get into that cavity, and you know, st uh, I think they were going to start a colony there, and I was like, oh, nope, better seal that up before they, they do, so that yeah. could be trouble. So, but, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see what will happen with the, the honeybees. I don't know. Um, will, will we ultimately bring in Japanese honeybees who have defenses against the, these uh, giant hornets, or will we find a way to, or will the cold keep them out of Nebraska? Um, you know, so, gosh, it's really just hard to, hard to say what's going to happen, so. Yeah. Honeybee population, if there's really much. 
Uh, sure, yeah. Um, one thing you could do, well, actually there's a lot of things you could do. Uh, some people plant uh, flowers, like, and they call them like pollinator gardens, and they're specifically designed to help the bees, and even some of those native bees that their numbers aren't so high, is you just plant like a, in a certain area, a rich diversity of plants that will flower and uh, provide good pollen and nectar. Uh, you could also buy local honey because uh, one thing uh, that will do is support local beekeepers and then they'll be able to use that to take care of their bees and uh, make sure they can keep providing that service. So um, yes, the Made in America stuff is great. Now I'd, I've heard that you know some of the Chinese honey, they're watering it down with rice syrup. So, um, and the uh, United States has banned that. They said, no, it's gotta be, it's gotta be pure honey, you know? But, uh, you know, they're finding ways to get around it, shipping it to different countries and then shipping it to America. Um, so, you know, that, that is, but it's so cheap that it is putting some pressure on the people who are, you know, trying to sell pure honey, so. I, I remember. I decided to look up some, some ways you can help bees and I found five ways you could. You can plant native plant species so that native bees that some that may specialize in that plant species can help pollinate it and spread spread the pollen, of course. Another is adding a new garden bed. More flowers equals more bees equals more diversity within the plants for, through pollination. Three is you can go organic uh, because uh, insecticides might decimate the bee populations because, you know, insecticides kill bees. Or insects in general. Four, you can put like water, water urns, fill it with some rocks so that the bees can land safely, have a little drink while they're working, and go on their way. Five, you can, you can uh, put make like bee nests, and uh, you know they can build tunnels and live in their hives there. The bee population is in danger and Morgan Freeman has a plan to help. He is turning his 124-acre ranch into a bee sanctuary. Freeman has imported 26 beehives to his ranch. He feeds them sugar and water. He has made a garden to help them, which consists of fruit trees, clover, magnolia trees, and lavender for the bees to help with pollination. At the end of the day, through our research and Mr. Poskachil's knowledge, uh, we actually learned a lot more about bees than we didn't know before. And as always, thank you for listening and catch us on the flip side. And uh, we'll see you again in a future time, I, I hope. Anyways, B-Boys out!